0: Welcome to the Voices of Tromso. Uh, this is the official podcast of Tromso International Session 2023 in its first uh, episode. So uh, my name is Pablo and I'm accompanied here by...
1: I'm Joao, I'm another one of the media team members who are uh, responsible for this podcast. We're very, very excited to start this, to let you know a little bit about Tromso and miscellaneous CYP things that we think are particularly interesting to have in in an audio format.
0: Yes, so this podcast is going to be produced by the media team of the session and you will get to know interesting guests as the ones we will present to you today soon as well as some background info on the session. So we are hoping that it's uh, interesting and that gives you some vibes of Tronso, right?
1: Absolutely. We are joined today by actually our first episode two very um i don't want to say important but two very cool guests
2: um hi i'm Annelou. uh i'm currently the chair of the governing body um i'm from the netherlands uh, but currently living in sweden i'm very happy to go second so i have
3: you know a little frame i'm pauline i'm from france originally but i live in berlin and i'm the executive director uh, of UIP uh, so as such I lead the international office of the, of the UIP
1: okay I think I think already some big words were said <laughs> um, and especially for our audience who maybe um, is just starting to delve into UIP or for someone who is hearing about UIP for the first time I was wondering if you could give us a, uh, an external friendly uh, short snippet on what the governing body, and what the international office are and what the role what their roles are within UIP
2: yeah, so the governing body is elected every year by the members uh, of UIP so in all different uh, countries, all national committees um, uh, now if you've been a delegate at an international session you uh, you are an eligible voter, so you can vote in the elections at the end of this year. Um, There's six of us uh, we come from all over Europe. Uh, and we 're the uh, kind of international board of the uap uh, we 're all volunteers um, and we give direction um, to the international office as well um, and we kind of see where our network should be heading um, and y- try to help connect ncs together uh, and move us forward so I guess if the
3: governing body is a bit the head we 're a bit the hands <laughs> in uh, that to, uh, to do a very uh, a very fun metaphor um <laughs> So, the International Office, we are a team of uh, staff members. Uh, So, contrary to the governing body, who are volunteers, we are employed, we are staff members who work for the EYP. Um, And we are based in Berlin, uh, but we're a bit the secretariat of the network. So, we we follow the, the strategic guidance from the governing body and implement the project, the activities. Um, of the EYP internationally. But the main role we have is of support for the, the national committees. So we're a, we're a bit the hub, the go-to place where we try as much as possible to store information and tips and best practices and organize events and provide opportunities basically for all the volunteers in the network to come together um, and uh, share about how they do EYP in their countries, get some more skills in a variety. Of different topics, whereas it's chairing or um, or uh, becoming an event safe person uh, to media uh, media skills developments. It's a lot of different things that we do.
0: Yeah, no, that's uh, particularly interesting. Whenever we are talking about uh, international cooperation in the inside the EYP, and uh, what would you guys think? Uh, it's the most important things that take into place. Whenever we're talking about this international cooperation between NCs, what are the main highlights that you think that make your work important in the network, and what impact do they have?
2: I think what's really cool uh, about our network in general is that everything is run by young people. So all of these NCs that are working together are all ran by young students um, working really hard to kind of follow their passion and um, share knowledge with other young people. And kind of internationally, when we come together in Berlin with all the national representatives, uh, it's really cool to see how you can have someone from France explaining to someone from Latvia how they do their EYP in their country and how, like, what they can learn from each other. Um, And I, yeah, that's something I think is really cool.
3: I i was thinking i mean i think historically it's imp- it's interesting to 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 say that what the international office and what the governing body mostly focused on now we do a lot more things but historically it's the international sessions it remains the big flagship event of the network and um and i think just managing to get 40 different national committees sending people for th- sometimes for the first time to uh, the other side of europe um what we do internationally is making sure that happens in a safe way. That's uh, that's uh, there are common rules uh, for ensuring that people have a good time and that uh, that people can all f- participate fairly in those events. So it's all about uh, selecting the and training the people who will uh, facilitate those events. Um, I think it's still a very important uh, it's still a very important thing today. One thing that is important. Uh, especially as Enlu mentioned it's the network is really run by young people and that also means that people who are active in in managing all of the activities in the NCs they they move on they do things with their lives and already committing to for a few years in their national boards or even at the regional local very local scale they move on they do other things and so I think there's a lot of um, it's very critical that we retain the knowledge that we retain the information in one way or another that it's it's easy to pass on the the all of that knowledge that is being uh, that is being acquired through organizing those events I mean we've been doing this for 35 years and I think it's it's key that we try internationally to capture all of yeah. that uh, all of those great ideas those great te- tips those great ways to organize and bring events to young people
1: with, with that in mind I'm, I'm, I'm very glad that you both mentioned the sort of network being run by young people and Polini even. What what is the relationship of these international governance structures to uh, to the national committees or as we like to put them in UIP parlance, uh, NCS? Um, what is so the NCS are organizing the events themselves, and I just wondering, what is even the need for having these international structures if we have the NCS um, putting together these events themselves? Um, what are you bringing to the table, so to say?
2: So one thing Pauline already mentioned is that we have a set of common rules that we follow um, in our network. We have uh, common policies, common guidelines, um, which kind of set the baseline for minimum standards across our network, keeping people safe, but also um, what are the things we do and what are the values we stand for. Um, We have um, our charter, the charter of the UAP that all of the national committees have signed, um, just to ensure that there is a level of continuity across this network and that we all have the same understanding of what EYP is and what we're doing. Um, so that's the number one thing that we do on an international level, is that we make sure that across Europe um, there is some kind of similar similarity between these national committees. Um, and another thing we do is, um, f- especially from the governing body side, we also look at the EYP's um, strategy. So we have a five-year strategy cycle um, with uh, defined goals that uh, we want to reach as a network. Um, for instance, we, we as a network want to work as a catalyst for active citizenship. Um, so under that could be a range of different activities. Uh, and as a governing body, we kind of identify where we can do this, with which national committees we can do this, um, and how we can simulate this across NCs. Whereas um, NCs might be more focused on their national level, on their um, structured events that they have every year, the regional events and the national events. Um, we try to add um, extras and kind of shape that in a way um, to ensure that our network can really sustainably grow and continue, and that we really um, kind of add something to society.
3: Well, that's a pretty uh, good answer to top. But I would <laughs> add, I mean, just in, in one one thing that is very related to what you said. But you know, if we we need a common set of values and and mechanisms, I think to 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 make sure that we, because we operate under the, the same name, and I think it's not. We should really never forget this that the international level is also there to ensure that we speak with one voice. Because we all, if there's one thing we share, is that we go out, we tell the world, we tell people, we tell, uh, come and join EYP, but then we're all using EYP, the European Youth Parliament. The logo, the name, and this means something. We can't just let anybody just start something that could be EYP and that could be damaging to because they are not organizing events in a safe way, in a in a way that has the standards and the very high standards that I believe we have in this organization. So that I think communication and communicating effectively um, and with one voice is a big part of um, of what we do.
2: Also. I mean, yeah. Other than that, also when when we do come together on an international level, we're able to identify trends across our network, difficulties that may happen in, in many different countries. Um, currently due to COVID, we've lost a lot of our older volunteers. So we see this kind of lack of knowledge transfer sometimes from older volunteers to younger volunteers that we've um, historically relied on. Um, so when you see that there are similar issues facing different countries, um, we, we internationally can connect them Uh, and try to make sure that they can work together to solve these problems, rather than everyone just figuring out on their own how to solve their issues.
0: That is particularly interesting, like the knowledge transfer part of it, because I think uh, having organized before, having participated as a volunteer, it's often really good to follow the initiatives of other national committees. Uh, Which initiatives are being put in place in order for these NCS or these representatives to come together and kind of share the best practices of them. Which are the main initiatives that are in place for that?
2: I think one of our biggest events that we hold, kind of on a network-wide level, um, partially conceptually developed by the governing body, but then mostly logistically organized by an NC and by the international office, is our summer academy, where we bring together um, a bunch of representatives uh, from national boards. Um, we train them. We have them exchange, meet each other. Um, this happens once a year, um, and I think it's one of our biggest knowledge sharing events that we have. Um, and we always see that uh, a lot of NC boards after that come back really energized, um, and they really learn a lot there. So for instance, they learn about um, PR, but also about how to manage volunteers, how to manage the finances of, or- of running an NGO, um, just anything that comes with running such an organization in their local country, we try to help them with we try to give them the tools to be able to do this
3: i'm thinking of a very very practical one but i think um maybe it's not always the best as it should be but we do have a member platform and um and some o- and also an online community on discord uh where the the members can discuss and exchange um but i think a uh, maybe not so well known part of the member platform is the wiki page and that's where there's actually, um, there's actually always a lot of resources and it's quite easy to be able to add and um, by always reaching out to the international office, you can, uh, we can make this sort of hub and library of best practices and guides and and information available and that's a a place where there's actually a lot, a lot of information, a lot of, uh, I think it's a key tool for us to be able to exchange knowledge uh, maybe sometimes a bit of an old format because it's paper. Well, paper. Uh, <laughs> oh, you cannot see me doing inverted quotes and sounding like a very old person. Uh, <laughs> exactly in a written format. Um, but uh, but yeah, that's something. That's something. I guess an initiative and uh, and something that we maintain a tool that we maintain.
1: I think it's it's very yeah we Ooh. we it's very interesting that these platforms exist and that I guess these international structures and events and also these initiatives that sort of could not, I suppose, be put together without the existence of coordinate, coordinating bodies that are acting from a, from a democratic still and representative, but still a central uh, sort of taking from all sides and giving to all sides sort of position. But I do, I would ask, what do you think uh, is a good example of a moment in uip history could be recent or could be a bit further away when there was such a need for sort of a central response where the coordination from ncs was needed do you have anything in mind there?
2: something uh still quite recent last year uh when uh, russia invaded ukraine um the network really quickly came together uh, and it was very grassroots and it came from NCs and uh, the international office helps a lot with coordinating and we had big spreadsheets with places where um, people fleeing Ukraine could stay all across Europe. Um, there was information out there on every single country in Europe on how to apply for asylum, on where to get resources, where to get food, where to get shelter. Um, so in that sense, our network being so highly spread out, but having this one coordinating body in the middle that could all this together um i think was super useful um just in a in the in a matter of i think one or two days we were able to put together this giant spreadsheet with a bunch of resources for anyone who needed it
3: yeah that was such a that was actually such a powerful moment um i remember that also the as part of this response there was also you can what you can do is reach out to the local uh your local decision makers and uh decision makers nationally and I think within 48 hours the the manifesto or like the a letter that you could send was translated into all languages and then the, the list, the Google sheet was almost bugging with people everywhere, people adding and then also coordinating like, oh no, I reached out already to this MEP or, you know, and everybody was, it was actually at a time that I personally felt super powerless in doing much. Um, it was actually quite uh, quite powerful to see the the network coming together.
0: It's actually pretty interesting, right, how when uh, we mostly think of EYP as mostly about focus on the sessions and the educational dynamics that we bring. But uh, there's also some other values as well, and I wanted to get also your input in that. What do you feel are the main core values and initiatives that EYP thrives in young people, and why is it important to actually keep uh, promoting them? Could you give us maybe a highlight on what is your main purpose for doing EYP? What do you feel? It is the main core of the of the network.
3: I don't know. For me, I mean, when I always reflect on what does it mean to be an active citizen, um, I think, you know, we talk a lot about finding your voice and all this, but for me, it's even one step before, and it's about forming your opinion, because um, it's once it's it's extremely important to be able to find your voice and like and how do you use it for for good and for many other things, um, uh, but I think. EWP is critical and I don't think there's any other program like this where you learn to to fact check to research um, to understand a very complex issue sometimes that I mean clearly if we're talking about these is because the the politicians have not managed to find solutions yet to these issues and to in trying to understand and to grasp the complexity of this you have to get information from many different sources to analyze to to try to sort it out and then even more importantly and more d- difficultly is do you have to face someone that might have another opinion and might think and they've have read something else and then and they're from another country so p- possibly so you're discussing with someone who also comes with an entirely different way of looking maybe at a certain issue or at life in general um, and i think this is absolutely fascinating that we 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 have a program that puts all of that puts all of this uh that puts all of us in that situation to have to yeah learn how to listen and respect and then form your own opinion also based on this and that's what personally drives me uh, a lot um, in doing what we do
2: i think for me what drives me most is the fact that EYP can really empower young people to do uh, to follow their passion, to do what they're good at. Uh, like this this event here in Tomzo is organized by two people in their early 20s. Um, they fundraise over like 200,000 euros. Um, they brought 300 people here to the Arctic, which is something that um, I don't think a lot of people, a lot of non-young people would see as possible for young people to do. Um, you can see really professional media output coming from people in their early twenties. Like that is, that is actually amazing. And, um, seeing that people are able to rise to these challenges because of the experience they've had in our community and because of the skills they've gained through going to these events. Um, I think that's truly where, where the power of UAP lies
1: it's very interesting to i think note that both of you having had these experiences before yourselves um that you still remain so attached to the to the meaning of UAP and to its purpose and i wanted to hear from your side how you do this on a day-to-day basis how do you stay connected to that day-to-day sort of wonder and the sort of lo- that little sparkle of joy that comes to you every time you have maybe a new connection in a session or you make an attack speech and it's terrifying but it's also wonderful and you learn about a topic and suddenly you're really into waste management in the Baltic region and <laughs> all of the small little UAP experiences that are maybe a bit harder to come by when you're dealing with the management side of things, when you're dealing with coordinating spreadsheets and creating a document with best practices rather than coming to a session and leading a team building game. How do you stay connected to that?
2: I think my favorite thing is seeing how um, younger members can grow in the organization. Um, So what I've really enjoyed is calling with, for example, with NC boards, seeing an idea from the start and then it being developed into a final project. Um, so for example my uh, I call with the Nordic NCs uh, every couple of months uh, so I see them exchange knowledge um, and get excited about their sessions uh, and that makes me excited to do the, kind of the work behind the scenes in like supporting them so it's really for me it's really connecting with the people in UAP seeing that they're excited and then I'm excited enough to type out five pages of minutes minutes anyways um, yeah just the, the the sheer excitement of, of New projects and
3: sessions ah uh, it's uh I don't know, I have like so many different answers from like varying from like very not serious and like well, you know, I got introduced to be real with this organization <laughs> I'm very I should display that I'm over thirty uh, <laughs> so this is this is an accomplishment I think um but uh, no, in more seriousness, I think it's through staying connected with the the young volunteers who run the network um and I think we've we because it's the governing body and the international office, we forgot to mention, I guess, a very important third critical body in the international governance of UAP, and that's the Board of National Committees. Um, in short, that's the BNC, and uh, the BNC comes together. It's really a big assembly. It's a bit—it's the Parliament of UAP, in a way, um, and they come together uh, twice a year uh, in Berlin To and they have co-decision power with the governing body. So anything that we want to change in terms of policies or rules or any initiative that we want to introduce um, it can come from the bnc or from the governing body uh, but the other body needs to co-approve so nothing can go through without also the the national committees uh, in the form of their representatives coming to berlin uh, saying yes we agree and they really like to discuss and the debates are very uh, very very intense sometimes and it's it makes for I think i love going to these uh, these bnc meetings because it's really seeing democracy in action um sometimes it's hard democracy is not the best and easiest system but uh, but i think it's uh it, i don't know it, to me that's what makes EYP very lively and i love being in these events also to talk to the national committee representatives who are you know sharing their struggles or or achievements um, uh, and it's, yeah, also very powerful to, to hear, okay, what's the day-to-day, how, you know, what did you do last week, and, and what was your struggle with your board uh, this year? And it's, uh, that keeps me connected to that work, that takes me back also uh, to the, the the olden days when I was doing this. I'm you do sound old.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, I'm just also curious to see, you were talking about, you know, the olden days and then committees <laughs> coming together, and yeah. Uh, what has been, would you say, the main highlights that you've seen EYP grow? And also, what are your wishes for EYP to continue to grow in the near future? What are you wish uh, EYP to be like?
3: For me, I have a very like straight away example, and I think that has made such a an incredible difference, and it was so needed. Uh, and I really see a before and after time, and it's the all the hard work that was done in in renewing and and enforcing a the new welfare and safety uh framework for EYP I think there was a lot of the um, there was no framework uh before I think it was in 2019 yep. Was 2018-19 it? Yeah. it was um not that I think I think EYP was a great place but it was not necessarily safe for everybody at all times um and I think The work that was done at that point by the people um the people who did a lot of work to to put these policies together and these mechanisms to make sure people can 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 report can find guidance can find support is it's light and day i think it's light and day and and it's critical to us being able to it's connected to what i think is the biggest avenue for 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 let's say, evolution for EYP in the future, is in reaching out to even more young people and young people from an even more diverse um, variety of backgrounds. Because I think we, you know, it's, it's great here in Tromsø, so for instance, we, have, uh, we, have, we are welcoming a, a delegation that is uh, of Sami youth uh, from an indigenous population across the Arctic um and i think it's great and I, and and i think in many more events all throughout the network and not only international sessions i think in all events we should be welcoming youth from everywhere and it almost should no longer be a an exception of like oh it's great we have a group of like um people from a certain background that are coming and it's like almost an event in itself that i think in order to be able to welcome people from everywhere people as the first starting point they need to feel safe they need to feel like they belong that they can participate that they can actively be a part of this and and the prerequisite for this is that they do feel welcome um so yeah that would be my for me, very easy answer <laughs> sorry i stole this from you yeah you stole you my <laughs> answer
2: <laughs> this was definitely also my answer um but I I will highlight something else. Yes. <laughs> uh, I think in the, the past four or five ish years, um, EYP has started to find also its voice in communicating more with policymakers uh and connecting young people to these policymakers. because um, we as EYP we don't represent the voice of young people. We are we are nonpartisan um and we are not political. Um but Uh, we are able to foster this culture of active citizenship and to to bring bring this forward Um, for instance through we had a project called the young ambassadors on the future of europe where we got to engage with policymakers on the conference on the future of europe which is now over but it was this big participatory project from uh, all the eu institutions on on what the future of europe should look like um and we um a bunch of you peers got together uh wrote some policy recommendations and actually went to brussels and presented this to meps who listened to us and who actually were able to take this forward in their work um and i'm really hopeful that now with next year um the eu elections we would a- be able to do this again and engage and get um young people to vote uh, and to to empower them to make their voice be heard
1: what does the day of your work look like actually um that this is a full-time job for Pauline for you on blue I know that it's a full-time job air uh in the <laughs> sense that you're probably working close to a full-time job with being in the GB but it's, it's still a voluntary position and I'd really love to know what does when you open your laptop or when you're you know going to your desk or having a call what is that what does that look like
2: so, for me, yeah, it is uh, something. So, I'm studying still. I'm in my master's, um, writing my thesis actually, um, and then doing uh, EYP on the side, or maybe the other way around, doing my master's <laughs> on the side. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, some of the things I do is I check in a lot with the other GB members, see um, how they're doing, what they're working on, um, if I can connect people with one another. Um, I really enjoy doing that. I also connect a lot with. So every two, three weeks we check in, um, see how it's going from my side on the GP, but also how it's going in the IO. Is there anything we need to change, improve? Are there any updates, um, etc. Um, now I'm currently working on setting up the agenda for our next big GB meeting in Berlin. Um, so collecting points. Um, I also generally answer just a lot of messages, questions we get, we have an inbox. Um, where we get a lot of questions suggestions Um, i encourage you all to reach out to us also if you have any questions or suggestions for the network Uh,
1: what what channel can they use for that
2: uh, we are on discord we are also on um on emails gb at org. but you can also uh, find a dm uh, the eyp network on instagram or uh, on facebook I think any kind of social medium is, uh, reachable. Um, and
3: I think all of your email addresses are on yeah. the website, on uh, the EYP website. So right. you yeah. yes.
1: know. www.uip.org, I believe. Yes. We'll also share that in the show notes. Right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, I also, I mean, I call with, uh, with the, with some of the NCs, maybe not every day, but every couple of weeks. Um, a lot of a lot of different things here and there uh, basically <laughs>
3: It is not easy to uh, try to try to wrap up. I always joke by saying I don't do much actually. Sometimes I finish. I have the feeling that I haven't done much because I'm I'm not the one who works for the network that m- I do work a lot for the network. But <laughs> I don't feel I do the work because I have an amazing team of uh, of uh, we're th- we're, I did say we're 14, so there's 13 people who work on a daily basis and have portfolios where um, where they they directly support, for instance, the tra- they organize the training events that we do, or they manage the communication. Of EYP. And so my day is to be there to answer questions, to brainstorm with these, uh, with these people, with, the, with the, the members of the team on uh, what are the next steps for their, for their portfolio. So I try to guide them. I try to well, bring up then to the, the governing body if there's a question that needs strategic approval or some input from the governing body members, from the head, before we can use the hands to reuse <laughs> the metaphor. Um, I also, and I also a big, a, a big part of my job also includes um, liaising with the Schwarzkopf Foundation. Uh, so that's the umbrella organization of the EYP internationally. In the Schwarzkopf Foundation, we do have a, we do have an office, and we have other, uh, we have, we also get the chance to exchange with other youth programs, um, other youth organizations who are also hosted under the umbrella of the, of the foundation. So my role it also includes. Uh, Speaking and exchanging with the uh, with the with the foundation, um, and I do have to manage the spreadsheet and the budget, uh, which is a big part of my a big part of my job. All right, lovely.
0: Then with this uh, reflection, I would also <laughs> like to extend the invitation for our guest uh, to include the podcast with mainly an invitation or wish that you wish to communicate to the people that are hearing us, maybe delegates, maybe future active volunteers of our network to extend an invitation, whether it is to join your two beautiful organisms or to continue their work in UIP, and in that way, conclude the podcast.
3: <laughs> I would say don't don't be shy in taking up a role that you feel you maybe you don't have the skills for or you don't really, oh, no, I'm not too sure. Can I do this? You know, fight that imposter syndrome that you may have. Within And don't wait for someone to tell you, you can do it. I mean, or you can say that to other people to encourage them. But for yourself, really don't be shy because it is an amazing, AYP, I think, is an amazing organization where you will be supported to, if you don't know yet or if you know 90% of what you need to know to do the job or like the position properly, uh, the 10% you'll learn. You'll learn on the, and there'll be other people. And if you, even if you fail, you know, you'll fail in a very safe environment for you to do so. Um so don't, you know, if there's if there are elections in your national board and you feel maybe not just you're missing a teeny tiny bit of confidence, get it, you know? Go go get it because it is an amazing, it is a lot of time. Um maybe it'll end up being your job and then the studies are on the side, but it actually <laughs> I think it teaches you actually so much. Like I don't I really would not be here and would not be the person I am without EYP. I was used to be very shy. I used to not really speak English a lot. Um and yeah, I went on to do European studies, to work in Brussels, to do a bunch of stuff that I, there's no way I would have done them if I didn't, you know, get to organize and took on a leadership role in my board. So go do this. Don't be shy. <laughs>
2: I would say, um, I think we're all, everyone who took part in in um uh, delegates and officials alike, all of us are doing something kind of outside of our regular lives on top of school, on top of work, on top of anything else um and regardless on if you like continue doing this in ayp or outside um i would really urge everyone to keep doing this keep volunteering keep being active in your community Um, keep following this passion and motivation to go the extra mile um because i think that's that's what we need that's what we need in europe is is people people like us who who do something extra on top of what is expected
1: Alrighty. In that case, I would say let's run for the session picture. It is twelve twenty on March eighth, twenty twenty three, and you can find this in threamset.
3: Yes. Thank you guys. Yes, thank
0: you very much. And you. Puddin, with this mean the first episode of the podcast. Mm. Stay Woo-hoo. tuned for next ones. <laughs> <Bye-bye>. Bye. Bye. <laughs>